And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Sports Cave. This is Robbie, and my co-host here, Zachary, is going to be What's doing up, folks? show today. Probably all of it. I am, uh, I am feeling like dog shit. And this is uh, Zachary's time to go solo dolo for today's episode. You heard that shit, folks. Uh, we're in for a ride today, motherfuckers. We are in for a ride. Mr. Robert is under the weather. He is stinging along because he has to do his NFL picks with me. But uh, it's mainly going to be me and you guys today. All right. So let's get comfy. And let's just, you know, let's just let loose on this Thursday. So what I want all you folks to do that are listening to this show right now, live anyways, because if you listen to this at work, it's going to be hard to do it tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? I want you to grab a beer, okay? And I want you to enjoy a nice cold one with your buddy, Zach. Robbie's on the water today. Fair, fair, very fair. But I'm going to be on the suds, okay? I'm going to be on a beer. Uh, you know, we had an interesting couple of days of sports here since the last time we talked to you folks. Nothing really too major has happened. Uh, we got the ALCS and NLCS in full swing. NFL week seven picks are in today. Uh, a little bit of hockey news, big NCAA football games coming up. So just kind of a little agenda for you folks for what's going to be on tonight's episode. And you know what? I think I'm getting a little thirsty here. Motherfucker It's going to take me a little sizzly poo. Take a bigger one. Bigger, bigger, bigger. Wow. Okay. Wow. How that feel? And we're here, folks. That felt pretty good. That felt pretty good. Well, I'm trying to give a little bit of time to get some uh, some viewships in here. For whoever's uh, watching live here, throw yourself in the chat. Feel better, son. Bob, I'm feeling great, but thank you very much for thinking of me. As you listeners know, Bob, longtime fan of the show. Also, Robbie came out of his balls. So special connection to the show there. You know what? We got a couple guys in here, folks. When we get to the swing of this thing, let me whip out my phone here. Uh, we're going to start us off with a little bit of baseball talk here, folks, because there is, in fact, as we are recording live, game three of the NLCS is going right now. Philadelphia Phillies, Arizona Diamondbacks. Top of the six, we have a 0-0 score in that ball game. Hmm. There was the burp I had anticipated. That one was really sitting in me there, folks. 0-0 ball game at the top of the six here. Phillies do hold a do hold a little a bit of a demanding lead in this one. They got a two-nothing series lead. So you know Diamondbacks are going to be hungry and horny to get that first victory of this series. Oh, we got Rob with a finger. Okay. Muriel Kelly, the starting pitch for game two for the Diamondbacks. Yeah. 640 changeups in the season. And it was the 640th one that took one batter to take a yard. Kyle Schwarber on Miro Kelly's 640. Oh, did I say slider? I meant to say change up. I think it's a change up. Oh. Okay, just want to make sure. Uh, the change up of the seat. Kyle Schwarber hit a piss missile. Yeah, he did bomb it. He, uh, and that little video that's going viral of him running from, uh, from second to third base. I don't know if you've seen that one on X. Oh, yeah. It is, it is pretty comical. It is pretty comical. But like I said, Philadelphia Phillies got a 2 nothing series lead in that one. Diamondbacks are desperate for the victory. It looks like it's going down to the bottom of the sixth in that game. So we'll be keeping you posted with live updates in that one. Um, but basically, the Philadelphia Phillies just look like a weapon. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The Diamondbacks, I guess you can kind of call them this year's Cinderella story. 
Um, they've actually first two games they lost this year in the playoffs were to the Phillies. They swept both the first two series. Uh, and they were looking strong and mean, but um, I think me and Robbie both said um, when we were doing a little preview of this, that the, this Philadelphia Phillies team is just too deep. The experience was going to be a big thing for them, too, because they definitely have a lot more experience in these sort of runs than this very young and up-and-coming Diamondbacks team. Uh, and, you know, it might not be their year this year, but this this looks like a strong team. This looks like a team that could be there for a while competing. So, And, hey, the series ain't done yet. So I know I'm kind of talking like the Philadelphia Phillies have already wrapped this one up, but um, if I'm saying Philadelphia Phillies are going to win, there's probably a very good chance the Diamondbacks are going to win. <laughs> everything I say, the opposite tends to happen. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, I'll be keeping you guys updated with that game as this motherfucker goes on. Uh, and then also, to, oh, they do have the two-gamer tonight, Mr. Roberts. Did you see that? They got a two-gamer going on tonight. Houston Astros, Texas Rangers. Houston is back in this series. That was a big win for him last night, Robbie. I don't know if you just want to. I don't know if you just want to nod and nod along. It, it it was a big win. Um, Jeter put it best. <laughs> and David Ortiz, he goes. You're up. Th- I don't know if you remember this, but we're up three nothing. We blew it. Hey, Ortiz, like, really? No, you didn't, did you? No way. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you can't count yeah. the Astros out. They were down three zero in the COVID shortened season. They brought it all the way to Game Seven. It felt just short. So you know when you told me on Monday, are you sure you want to stick around with this pick? I said, yeah, I'm not counting the Astros out. Well, we are talking with two teams that finished with identical records this year, ninety and seventy two for both these Texas teams. Uh, this has been a hell of a series so far. I mean, uh, it looks like Texas had them just their back against the wall. They said this was a Texas Ranger series, and all of a sudden you get that big blow off from the uh, the Astros last game. Uh, great defensive plays. I know they had the guy in the range. I can't remember his name. The guy that robbed the home run. Yeah, that was quite nice. Uh, but it'd be interesting to see. I mean, I very well could easily see this series being a tie series going into uh to Game Five after tonight. This would be a any home field advantage though i mean they're both in texas you know what i mean that's why i feel like in this series home field advantage i mean it's a three-hour drive mm-hmm. if you if i mean dedicated fans would make that drive i mean if i was fucking living in houston i was a texas rangers fan or vice versa i'd make that drive mm-hmm. or sorry if i was living in houston as a houston fan and they're going to texas i'd make that drive that's what i should have said well they are going to texas because houston is in texas touche you know what i mean i don't know where texas actually plays out of Arlington. Arlington. That sounds gay. It's right next to Dallas. Right next to the, where the Cowboys play, essentially. Arlington. They're either in Arlington or Austin. Austin's a place where I think that's on my list to go. I will be uh I will be diving into Austin at some point here. But uh I'm assuming this podcast will be finished by the time this game starts. It's an eight oh three PM or so. I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna have to say I, I think Houston's gonna even this series up, and I think we're gonna have ourselves a seven gamer in this battle of Texas. I don't think the same for the Phillies. I I honestly do wholeheartedly believe the Phillies are gonna take this down in a sweep. This team is just too good. Yeah, the team's too good. Yeah. Uh, and really, I mean, I know there's only two games going on, so that's kind of the uh, the breakdown of what's been going on so far in the NLCS and ALCS for the baseball. Uh, I should warn you folks now that are listening, I don't believe this is going to be a, a world record breaker for a longest Sports Cave episode. But you know what, folks, for even if it's a little time, guys, we're going to have a good time here, okay? We're going to let our hair down. We're going to drink a couple of Bush Lights or whatever you guys, your drinks of choice. 
Uh, Bob, I, I don't know if you're uh, doing Sober October or anything like that, uh, but I highly doubt it. You should grab yourself a beverage as well, Bob. It's been very quiet today. It's making me a little eerie, you know? Sorry. I wish I wasn't dying. We really... No, I said Bob's been a little quiet today in the comic. Like, normally, he's very fucking... He's uh, he's in there. You know, he's in there like wide on Rass. <clears throat> well, what do you want him to do? I mean, he basically calls your quarterback a rapist 24-7. Alex- <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, I had a little goddamn. I think Robbie's giving me some sort of sickness over here. You think you think that's true though? Like, you think I get you sick like doing this? No. You don't you don't believe that speculation? You think that I can get sick over a Zoom call? Yeah. People speculate that shit. Well, then people are retarded. I said it. If I can just said it, so. Well, that's weird. He's driving home, no texting and driving. Fucking right, Bob. Breaking the law for the boy. If you're texting and driving, Bob, you might as well crack open a beer and drive too, baby. Living like 1975. Anyways. Uh, we're going to wait to do our uh, our NFL picks. Want to do those a little bit later, Mr. Robert? Yeah, uh, we got to wait to see what's going oh. on with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, poor Robbie. is. I can just see him swallowing there. It looks like a porn star swallowing a vat of acidic cum. Hurts, man. <laughs> Well, you know, Robbie, then I'm going to get into a little bit of NCAA football for you folks. Do you know who I blame? Who do you blame? Chick-fil-A. I thought I was going to have a delicious meal by Chick-fil-A slightly after my throat started to hurt. And boy, did it ever start to hurt the following day. 103 fever. So you know what? I know that God was listening, so I made some apologies to the Lord the last couple days. All I kept saying is God hates me. But you know what? God has shown me what hate really brings. 103. That's a high up there, motherfucker. Yep. So uh, I love you, God. I'm sorry. Praise be to God. God is good. God is good. And Bob is packing to go to Bermuda. Bob, do you you go on like a fucking vacation? Does he go on a vacation once a month? Maybe, but I'll tell you what, Zachary. Don't forget. I think I told you. If I didn't tell you, this Sunday, (laughs) the sports cable have their fantasy basketball draft. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I do recall this Sunday. Good, because it's next Sunday I have my men's league hockey. I thought it was this Sunday for a second. I was going to be like, we might have a problem here, but we're solid. But for those folks that are listening, guys, if you are an NCAA football fan, this might be the best weekend of NCAA football. We got games coming out the wazoo, okay? Coming out the wazoo. Starting at the top, Me as an Ohio State Buckeyes fan, it's definitely the most anticipated game for me this season. Ohio State has taken down Notre Dame in a very close, close match. But I feel like this will be their toughest test of the season. Number three, Ohio State against number seven, Penn State. Penn State known having a very incredible defense. Uh, I won't lie to you. I'm a little bit worried about this game as an Ohio State Buckeyes fan. It, it is a tough game on the schedule, but worry doesn't mean I'm not confident they can take this team down. Okay? They're number three in the nation for a reason. The quarterbacks looked a little shaky, folks. If we're going to be honest with one another, he's looked a wee bit shaky. But other than that, you got Marvis, Marvin Harrison Jr., who's just a fucking freak. You got Igbuka, Igbuka, who's just another goddamn freak. Couldn't even tell you who the running back is for this team because he doesn't even matter out there. But I have a goddamn feeling it's going to be a truck this game. 
Okay. Now I'm going to get this fucking one out for you folks. We're going to go through a little bit of a, see what the opening line is here. They got Ohio state minus four and a half. Oh, breaking news. Trevor Lawrence will play Thursday night football against the new Orleans saints folks. Oh, uh, and by the way, we got to wish a, uh, I just see Bob's comment there. We got to wish a happy sports cave. Congratulations to Mr. Bob and Robbie. Is it Karen? Kathy. Kathy. Motherfucker. I knew it was a K. Sorry, Bob. Bob and Kathy. Happy anniversary. I think I saw on Facebook. It was five years. Probably got that wrong as well, too. Five years. Oh, five Look years. At that. Nailed that one. Happy five year anniversary to Bob and Kathy. Big fans of the sports cave. But we got two six and zero battles, two six and zero teams battling out here. Number three, Ohio State in Ohio State. That's a big thing to remember in that one, folks. They got the over under set of forty five and a half. Robbie, I know that Penn State's defense is pretty good, but I got a feeling that this over is going to get fucking demolished. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the over under? Forty five and a half. Oh yeah. So I can see this game definitely going over uh, four and a half point spread for Ohio State. Last time they met was last year, uh, two years ago rather. Where Ohio State took them down 44-31. That's two years ago. Completely different teams now. Uh, but that would be the biggest game to start off our C- our uh, Saturday slate of NCAA football. That game goes at 12 p.m. Eastern time. All right, now we're moving down the slate here, folks. We got another massive game here coming right after that Ohio State. I love the way they plan this out. Uh, excuse me. Love the way they plan with the schedule of the Saturday, folks. 3.30 p.m., number 17, Tennessee, marching into Alabama to take on number 11, Crimson Tide. Alabama opening up at a minus 8.5-point spread here in this game, the over-under at 47.5. Another game, I know Alabama's quarterback has literally looked like a dirty, homeless man's asshole. Mm-hmm. Just a Just a brutal quarterback for Alabama standards. But I just think with these two teams going at it, that's another game that could go over. It's college football, folks. Some of these cornerbacks are just just not on the same wavelength, you know what I mean, as some of these quarterbacks. So this will be another good game here. Um, And uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm on upset watch. I'm on upset watch for this game. I don't think, I mean, I guess everyone kind of already has seen what Alabama's done this year. They're definitely not the real deal. They're not the Alabama Crimson Tide that we're normally used to seeing. Um, and I think they're going to get their second loss. And did they? All, I think they lost their first game at home this season, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Let me check. Let me check. They home, lost yeah. to Texas at home. And I think Tennessee is going to take them down at home as well, too. I got Tennessee taking that one. If not, worst case, I go take Tennessee plus eight and a half in that suckeroonie there, folks. Okay. In that suckeroonie. Um, couple more games to go over here. So that one's at 3.30 here, folks. Let me just go down my list here to see if how good planning these guys are. These guys are incredible, Robbie. 7.30. Uh, well, maybe not. This wasn't the best part. This Duke and Florida State game could have maybe started a little bit earlier. 7.30 p.m. You got 16th ranked in the nation, Duke, against number four, Florida State. They're giving Florida State 14 and a half points in this one. I know Florida State has looked like a very legitimate football team this year. But Duke's got one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. I mean, there's no offense or buts about it. Um, I don't believe Duke's going to win this game by any means. I think it's going to be a great battle. Florida State having the home field advantage definitely helps them out pretty good. Um, but if I was a Benny man in this one, folks, I might be leaning more towards Duke plus 14 and a half. I feel like they're going to make it somewhat of a game. 
Uh, and this would be a good game to see what Florida State's really made of. You know, I know they have uh, they have had some decent competition to start the season. If we're going to go through their schedule here, um, actually, realistically, oh, I guess they had LSU Week One, and then LSU and Clemson are pretty decent teams. Besides that, they've kind of played a bunch of plumbers and janitors. So this will be uh, their first kind of true test, probably their truest test so far this season, facing a uh, very strong Duke team who's coming off a 24-3 win over North Carolina State. Duke's one loss this year came against Notre Dame, 21-14. So this will also be a good game to see where Duke ranks up, see what uh, I think it's Drake May. That's the quarterback's name for this team, I believe. Right? Let me just make sure. Yes. No. Derek May? What's uh? Oh, who who see who am I thinking of? Oh, I'm thinking of the guy from fucking North Carolina, dude. God damn it! Let me just, I gotta hit the Google up on this one. Sorry, guys. Let me uh, Drake May is a North Carolina Tar Heel. Well, guys, I'm a retard. Okay. Um, I was thinking of this guy the entire time, so uh, that's that's my bad. That's my bad on that one, folks. We already knew that about you. Maybe maybe don't take Duke plus 14 and a half then, guys. I really have no idea what the hell Duke's bringing to the table here. Uh, Florida State could very well molly whop them. But a game that a lot of people are very, very, very interested to see, especially after the performance of Caleb Williams last week, which was fucking just fucking shit. Number 18. You uh, you heard that right, Robbie. Number 18, USC. Ooh, haven't dropped down the list that long in a while. Number 18, USC at home, taking on number 14, Utah. They're giving USC seven points in this game. And maybe it's because they're at home. But I just I I don't I'm I'm I this team is fraud. They're they're a fraudulent football team, in my opinion. This USC Trojans team. For having a quarterback like that. I just don't understand it. And Utah is a team, I think, that can surprise the hell out of a lot of teams. You saw the beatdown they gave to California last weekend. If we go through some of the teams that they've taken down, they've beaten UCLA. I think UCLA's a pretty decent team, right? Eh, 4 2, they're not too shabby. They beat Florida. Uh, their one loss coming against Oregon State, which I'm sure they'd like to have back, but Oregon State, not a bad team whatsoever. It's also a ranked team. And this will, uh, I guess I'm probably going to have to give this one their toughest test of the season, Utah, against USC. Uh, but like I just said, folks, I think USC is fraudulent. Uh, I'm going to be a Utah boy in this one if I do end up betting on the Sunday, the Saturdays. I find college college uh, football so hard to fucking bet on, especially if you're trying to do the spreads. Because like some of these games are minus 23 and a half, minus 30, minus 30. It's, it's like, how do you even fucking, how do you decide? You know, that's what I always wonder. Cheers. You're not wrong about that. Ah, thirsty Thursdays, motherfuckers. But you know what, guys? That pretty much uh, highlights the big games going on in NCAA football this weekend. But there's also something else I'd like to talk to you folks about in NCAA football. NCAA football. Jesus Christ, I get it out. And this news, I believe, broke today, and it involves um, my rival team, the Michigan Wolverines. Michigan Wolverines football team is getting investigated for alleged sign stealing. Mm-hmm, I saw that. I 
didn't even know sign stealing was a thing in football. Now, Robbie, I know you're having a tough time talking, so I won't ask you too many questions. Oh, excuse me, guys. But this is one I do have to ask you. What the fuck is sign stealing mean in football? Like they're 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 stealing that like they know exactly what play these guys are going to run before they run it. Mm-hmm. If that's true, I actually have in brackets here beside Michigan getting investigated for alleged sign stealing. And then in brackets, I have pussies. I don't know if you folks are going to be able to read that. Probably not. It's probably very. Yeah, it's probably blurry. But I put pussies because you motherfuckers are cheating. And, you know, the best part is, is Michigan Wolverines football team does not need to cheat. Like these guys got a wagon of a football team. Oh, we have a knife. We have a Michigan allegedly sent individuals to attend opponents' games to get information on the signs they use for play call during games. Okay, can I can I say something? And I, this is coming from an Ohio State Buckeyes fan. Mm-hmm. Is that necessarily really cheating though? Like, is, couldn't anybody be? If anybody buys a ticket to admission to go to the game, couldn't anybody do that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know if that's if that's where the story they're coming out with. Then I think this might be a load of fucking hooey, which is unfortunate because I was hoping Michigan was going to get nailed hard for this. But <clears throat> I don't know if you can necessarily call that like any form of cheating. You know, mm-hmm. it's fucking. It seems. Uh, it it seems a little strange to me. Yeah, like I said, guys, we got ourselves a, a slate of college football here. Let me just go down this list. I don't want to make sure I missed any of these games. Um, I guess we I did miss this one. I mean, it's going to be a blowout game. But we got the Battle of Michigan, number two Michigan against Michigan State. Uh, minus 24-point favorites Michigan is on that one. They're going to probably pump those butt cheeks. Uh, Heisman Trophy, absolute dominant favorite right now, Michael Penix Jr., We'll be taking Washington. Actually, sorry, we'll be staying in Washington while Arizona State marches into town. So keep your eye on that game. I was like watching that kid play. That'll be the 1030 slate, folks, for all you late motherfuckers. That'll be a nice late one for you Saturday night. And other than that, Robbie, if I'm looking at these games, not really much more happening for uh, for the games this weekend. You got Iowa and Minnesota could be a pretty good one. Three and a half point favorites. Iowa's in that one. Other than that, folks, a couple big games, a couple sleepers. I don't see California, um, Colorado here. I was trying to see maybe if they had a game this week, but they might have a bye week. I'll let you know. Yeah, I don't see Colorado. I believe they have a bye week this week. Robbie, why don't we? Uh, why don't you use this voice of yours one last time, and we will do some NFL picks here. Now that we know the certainty of Mister Trevor Lawrence. Also, Robbie, I realized something, too. I don't have all of my picks screenshotted from the weeks prior, so might have to go back and listen to a couple episodes to get my picks down, but uh, we'll get them one way or another. We'll get them one way or another. All right, sir. Um, uh, for these uh, NFL picks here, I know you listen to the podcast. No, we're doing it for you new listeners in case we have a couple. Uh, Dez. Oh. Yeah. This is the part of the segment here, or part of the show, the segment of the show, rather. Where me and my friend Robert here, we go over every single game leading up to this week of the NFL. We predict who's going to win, and then we keep tally of this score. And at the end of the season, I cannot exactly remember what the loser has to do, but the loser has to do something. That I will tell you. Yeah, I think we came up with a decision of who's going to wear something like that, like an athlete that they hate. Like, for example, 
you hate Aaron Judge. Yeah, Twitch. Yeah. I mean, I hate Brad Marchand more than Aaron Judge. No, we'll figure it out. But, uh, Robbie, would you like me to do my picks first, or you want to get yours just over and out of the way? Let's go back and forth one at a time. Okay, you know... Th- I got a I got a mortal lock pick. Mortal, wow. Okay, we have a we have a mortal lock. Well, uh, I guess we'll start off here, folks, with a Thursday night football game here: Jacksonville Jaguars versus New Orleans Saints. Let me pull this up here. I believe the game is in New Orleans. I just want to make sure with you, motherfuckers. Yes, it's in New Orleans. New Orleans is coming in as a two point favorite. Uh, Trevor Lawrence will be playing injured in this game, folks, but that didn't stop me. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Marching into New Orleans and taking down the Saints in this game. Ow. That stings fucking hurts. My neck hurts too. Ow. So you said you got the uh, Jaguars? I have the Jaguars, yep. As do I, and that's my mortal lock pick. $50 wow. down my line on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Folks, you guys heard Robbie here, guys. You guys have just over an hour, but an hour, actually, an hour and 20 minutes on the dot right now to lock that pick in before this game starts. You get them right now. I can actually tell you what they are on my betting odds for my score app. Now, listen, guys, the score app's kind of garbage. It's what I use, okay? The odds might be better on Bet365 and others, but uh, for this game here, Jacksonville Jaguars money line plus 115. So you throw down <clears throat> 100 bucks, you win 115. Let's just say Robbie said he's putting 50 down. If you put down 50, you win $107.50 with a grand total of $57.50 profit. So you're getting just over double your money back on this one, folks. And I'm with Robbie. I think this is a mortal lock game for him. Fuck, now I'm screwed. And there you go. You fucking and, piece of shit. Okay. Okay. Why don't, you go, why don't you go die of your sickness, all right? I would love to because you know what? You, you said earlier in the show, everything you say for your predictions, goes wrong. So now that you agree with me, now I'm fucked. Did you make the bet? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Good luck. Piece <laughs> of shit. The team coming off arguably the biggest upset of the season. Cleveland Browns will be marching in Indianapolis to play the Anthony Richard list, Richardson-less Yay. Indianapolis Colts, which actually might be a good thing for him. Gardner Minshew has actually looked pretty good so far this season. Uh, Cleveland Browns are coming as a three points favorite. Obviously, coming off that big W against San Francisco 49ers last weekend. Uh, Robbie, I heard some stats about this Cleveland Browns team that I'd like to share upon you. Okay. Now, I know we had the one stat already that I said in five games, they've allowed 1,002 yards of offense, which is absolutely ridiculous. They've also only allowed this season through five games 52 first downs. Oh, wow. This defense, I'm telling you right now, is is absolutely legit. And I know you were making fun of me at the start of the season that I said they were the best defense in the league. But I think the stats can actually kind of make an argument that they might legitimately be the best defense in the league. No. I'm Well, you know, stats don't lie, Robbie. And right now, there has been a defense that has been doing numbers that they've been doing. I, I would take a couple defenses over theirs. Well... I'm just telling you right now, stats don't lie. I maybe I know on paper and from and from prior seasons that yes, there's uh, some more stacked defenses out there, but what this defense is doing this year is pretty goddamn special. I will take the Niners defense over them. I will take the Cowboys defense over them. I will take the Steelers defense over them. Well, I'm just telling you right now, you fucking clean your ears. Stats don't lie. Okay? 
I have the Cleveland Browns beating the Indianapolis Colts. Do you know? Yes, I do, sir. Zach, I'm spicing it up this week. I have the Colts taking down the Cleveland Browns, and I know the Browns have a good defense, but when we look at the battle, the offenses, P.J. Walker looked okay. Didn't yeah, that's, that's the only uncertainty for me. But Gardner Minshew's looked pretty good. Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. Michael Pittman. So I'm going to go with the Colts. And we have our first colliding pick here. Now, I believe me and Robbie are going to have the same pick in this next game here. We have the Buffalo Bills marching into Foxborough to play the New England Patriots. Buffalo Bills coming in as an eight and a half point favorite here. One o'clock p.m. start. Robbie, I'm going to have to go with the Buffalo Bills in this one. I'm going to have they they haven't looked like a great football team over. I think this is going to be the game to get their gears a little greased, maybe get up some points. Sorry to tell you, Robbie, I think this is going to be a blowout. I'm going to have to take the Buffalo Bills. Patriots are going to fall to one and six for the first time in a, who knows how long. So you have the Buffalo Bills too, I'm guessing. I want to consider them taking minus eight and a half as my mortal lock, but Sun tells me that could be a little bit too much, but at the same time... That is a pretty big spread. At the same time, Mac Jones stinks so bad. It wouldn't surprise me if he threw a couple pick six. Von Miller's back. Uh, I don't enjoy footballs anymore. I don't enjoy Sunday football as much as I used to. Yep. Well, because you're experiencing uh, Sunday football like a real football fan experiences it. I know you were living in this dream luxury uh, Yahoo world for about a decade, but this is the real world, son. All right, so strap those boots on and get ready to get to work. Shut your fucking face. Okay. Pathetic loser. All right. Well, so are the Patriots. Bunch of pathetic losers on that team. Oh, yeah. You know what? You know what? We were fucking a fucking saw fucking six Fucking Super Bowls, man. Yeah. Six and a half. Raiders and Bears. Uh, this has potential to be the worst game of the season here, folks. We're getting the backups from both teams. You know what? Maybe that makes this game better, actually. The way Jimmy Garoppolo's looked this year, the way Justin Fields has looked this year. Maybe these backups come in and they give us a bit of a show. Other than that, this is going to be a very lackluster game, in my opinion. Excuse me. Couldn't tell you a single thing about these quarterbacks. Let me just get their names for you folks here because I feel Brian like Brian Hoyer, former backup quarterback for the Patriots for many years. Okay, so that's what I that's what I thought, but it's it's saying Aiden O'Connell versus Tyson Bagant on the maybe, score app right now. Maybe the rookie from the Raiders gets a shot then. So Bears likely to turn to Bagant while Raiders have to make a decision at QB with Garop. So I guess the Raiders are still up in the air, so it's either going to be Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell, as Robbie said, Brian Hoyer. And it looks like the Chicago Bears will be going with the rookie, Tyson Bagant. Uh, Like I said, I don't know too much about these guys. I know Brian Hoyer is on PMT from time to time. He seems like a pretty fun-loving guy. So you know what? I hope he gets the start, and I'm going to take the Raiders in this one because the Bears suck. Yeah, I took the Raiders as well. Okay, and then we got ourselves a divisional matchup here. Washington Commanders coming in to play the New York Giants. New York Giants have looked quite abysmal this year. Washington Commanders have looked pretty shitty, too, in certain games. Uh, But that did not stop me. I had to take the Washington Commanders in this game here. 
I do believe Daniel Jones is out again. Maybe. I'll tell you what. <clears throat> Ow. Sorry about that, folks. That's pretty disgusting for you here. Uh, that was a that was a sight. Sorry. Um, whether it's Daniel Jones or Tyrod Taylor, I pick the Giants. And wow. Tyrod Taylor did all the necessary things to lead the Giants to victory against the Bills. Defense held up and it was just the offense making the short passes that sets up the deep routes and having Saquon is clearly a big, big difference. And, um, you know, I don't think the Giants can, you know, they're not going to finish the season with one fucking win. So some of these weeks we're going to have to pick them. And this is the week where I picked the New York Giants. Robbie has a New York Giants and a surprising pick here. This next game, Robbie, I had a tough time making my decision. I actually had to look at my list to see who I picked because I'm looking at the game on the score and I can't remember who I picked. The Atlanta Falcons coming in to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay coming off that big loss to the Detroit Lions. Robbie, I've been going first in these picks. I'd like to hear who you have in this game. I went with Tampa Bay. Fuck. I was hoping you were going to say the Falcons because I just looked at my list and I also went with Tampa Bay. Oh, I feel like this has potential. I'm, I'm going to stick with my thing because um, I like ba- I'm a Baker Mayfield boy. I'm a Baker boy. You're a pussy. I'm taking Tampa, you bitch. Uh, <laughs> this is also another... So we're both taking Tampa and that one, folks, just in case you guys were listening there. This was actually another tough one for me, too. Uh, this actually could be another game, in my opinion, where if you want to make some money, you take the underdog. Because somehow, the Detroit Lions are the underdog coming in to play Baltimore. Baltimore is getting three points on Detroit. Detroit is one of the top teams in the NFC this year. Baltimore has looked extremely shaky. Their run game is just like a fucking, it is just, it seems like every week a new running back on this team is getting injured. They just have no luck in that department. Uh, I think the Detroit Lions offense will uh, overpower this very good Baltimore defense, and I believe the Detroit Lions will take this game down. I also just want to see what the betting odds are for this game. Uh, by the way, guys, live score check here in the MLB. Philadelphia Phillies won. Arizona Diamondbacks won in the bottom of the seventh. We got a 1-1 game here now, folks. So, Detroit Lions are plus 130 here, guys. So, if you did Robbie's $50 bet on the Detroit Lions, let me just see what we're looking at here. You would be looking at a $65 profit on that one, folks. Not a bad return at all. I'm taking the Lions against Baltimore. I'm curious to see you having this one, Robbie. You know, <clears throat> that one was disgusting. That one was disgusting. That was the worst one. Don't worry. We're going to get you out of here soon. Oh, Rudy. Oh, look at that. Hey, Rudy. Good timing, buddy. Now, um, I think the thing that made them, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rudy, fucking, fucking right, dude. Sick as a dog. Um, I think the reason why they have the Ravens favored is because of the unknown status for what the running game is going to be for Lions, Montgomery, and uh, Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs is back, baby. He's coming back, and he's going to have a game, and he's finally going to make me not look like a fucking idiot for drafting him very high in fantasy. But the Lions have a completely underrated defense. They have arguably the best offensive line in football to deal with the uh, the front seven of the uh, of the Ravens. 
And for those reasons, I trust Jared Goff enough. I think he's been a top 10, borderline top five quarterback in football. People gave me two heads when I said that earlier before the football season started that I'm crazy. But Jared Goff is legit. This guy led the Rams to the Super Bowl. And I'm going with the Lions. It's crazy, too, because I saw I see videos uh, like on Instagram and shit when like, they, they handle the game balls, whatever. Like Jared Goff looks like a quarterback that I could beat in an arm wrestling match. But yet this guy could fucking just sling a ball. Yep. Just just blows me away. Just blows me away. You ever seen his uh, wife or girlfriend or whatever? I'm going to guess she's probably pretty fucking hot. Oh, my God. Good for you, Goff. Getting that tier one top, top level pussy. Seattle Seahawks, Arizona Cardinals. Arizona has been that tough, gritty team that has really given a lot of top teams some real uh some real troubles this year. Um, now I'm not saying Seattle Seahawks are a top level team by any means. I, I give Seattle Seahawks all the benefit in this game. It's going into Seattle. I think they'll have no problem taking down Arizona. Josh Dobbs, Alopecia Nightmare. He is not looking too strong these last couple of weeks. And for those reasons right there, I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, Seahawks are going to start, but another winning streak, maybe. Seahawks. This was an interesting one, Robbie. The Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Rams in Los Angeles. The Steelers team is such an interesting team to me because you really have no fucking clue what to expect from this team week in, week out. Deontay Johnson supposed to be back. Well, I think we can both agree that the offense for the Steelers team this year has looked absolutely horrific. That's due to the offensive coordinator. But their defense, yeah, yeah, that's why they keep saying fire Canada. The defense is elite. Canada and America should always be fired, you know. Well, that's kind of bullshit right there. All right. Now, on my list right now, Robbie, I have the Rams over the Steelers. But I want you to hear your pick first, and then I'll see if I'm going to lock that in. Really? My decision will impact your judgment? Possibly. Well... I am picking the Rams. Rams are on my list. Los Angeles Rams. You know what? I'm looking now. The Steelers got to win last week. I'm taking the Rams. The Steelers, if they got to win last week, they're going to lose. Such a bitch. Woo! Now, this one, Robbie, might be a surpriser for you. Denver Broncos, Green Bay Packers. Denver Broncos, let's ride. I'm taking Denver. <laughs> Russell Wilson, look at me and look at me good right now, okay? You fuck this game up, I swear to God. I swear to God. I'm going to come down there to Denver, and I'm going to knee-high you so hard in the nuts that you vomit them out in that high-altitude weather. Do you understand me? Go Broncos. Like your reasons for the Giants, Robbie. I feel like they got they got one more win in them this season, and this this shitty Packers team might be their best chance. I'm taking the Denver Broncos. Yep, shitty Packers team has pretty good defense. Jordan Love hasn't looked all particularly well, but in the biggest moments, he has stepped up kind of Tim Tebow-esque. For those reasons, I'm going with the Green Bay Packers. Okay, that was a ballsy pick by me there. Um, this could be a very good game here this next one, Robbie. We got the... Uh, Kansas City Chiefs against the other team from L.A., the Chargers. 
Uh, big story coming out of the Chargers. I'm sure you guys have seen it all over X and all over Instagram and all over all the other social media of that crazy Asian lady, the uh, the Chargers fan that is now uh, she blew up because she was just going fuck. I mean, just like completely not even human watching this game. Like, there's no human being that actually genuinely acts like that watching a season football game. I don't care how big of a fan you are. You're putting on a show. And then they come out afterwards and all these pictures come up where she's also a diehard Minnesota Vikings fan too. So either this bitch is like the biggest football fan of all time or we got ourselves a fraud. You heard me, a fraud. Okay? I don't know what your name is, but fuck you from the sports cave. (laughs) She actually seemed like a nice lady. I heard her on PMT, so I apologize if you hear this. You're not going to hear this though, so fuck you. Definitely a nice lady. Chargers and Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs is in Kansas City, five and a half point favorites. It seems like Justin Herbert, he's just been so close in these big games and just cannot seem to find a way to get it done. And uh, I have a feeling that this game is going to be like that. Excuse me. Keenan Allen's been a beast this year. Austin Eckler just came back from injury, so obviously he wasn't too, too productive in the first game back, but... Give him a few more weeks, come in here. He gets a little bit more rest, a little bit more practice time, a little bit more reps. Maybe he'll get back into some sort of midseason form, the form we're used to seeing from Austin Eckler. With all that being said, it's very tough to pick against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, also, with all that being said, this is essentially a must-win game. For this Chargers team. You lose this game. You go to two and four. You widen the gap in the division. With Kansas City getting that victory. Robbie you go first. And then I'm going to make my decision. Chiefs are. uh, Five and a half point. (laughs) Five and a half point favorites. Underrated defense. They've had a top 10 defense this year, statistically wise. Mahomes and the offense still trying to figure it out. They are, they're getting McCole Hardman back in a trade with the Jets. Um, and the Chiefs are just, or not the Chiefs, the Chargers are just absolute frauds. And they will be for as long as Brandon Staley's the head coach. Chiefs by 10. Yeah, you know what? I mean, I really want to take the Chargers because of how big of a game it is, but you are like the, the coat, it just. It's a tough pick to choose against the Chiefs. Calgary, Alberta. We're going to let that one slide. Okay, I want to also go with the Chiefs in that one too, folks. Reluctantly, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. This next one here, Robbie, we have potential for game of the season, okay? Mm -hmm. We have the Philadelphia Eagles coming off. Sorry, Steve, you're listening to this. Because I know people can also agree if they they can probably describe the Cleveland Browns victory like this or the San Francisco loss like this. An embarrassing loss to the New York Jets last week. And they're uh, getting uh, the home field advantage against the top offense in the NFL this year, the Miami Dolphins. Miami coming off a 42-21 victory to the Carolina Panthers in Miami in week six. Like I just said, Philadelphia Eagles coming off the loss, first loss of the season for them. This was another one that I had such a tough time picking because I feel like the Philadelphia Eagles are such a good team. I cannot see them losing two in a row. 
but it's the Miami Dolphins. We don't know the certainty of Jalen Ramsey. I don't think he's going to be back this week, but he could. He could be. If he does, he'll probably play limited reps. Right now, the Philadelphia Eagles are a minus two and a half point favorite. I just think from the shakiness I've seen this year from Jalen Hurts, I have to go with the Miami Dolphins in this one. Wow. Miami Dolphins over the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, shit. Wow. Okay, you know what? So I did that was a true pick I just did there, but in my actual picks, I had the Eagles over the Dolphins. And you know what? Because that was my gut feeling back then, that was my gut feeling. Eagles over the Dolphins. You are just the biggest fucking pussy, dude. Well, I, I had it written down. I did I thought I, I thought it was Miami, but I have Eagles over Dolphins in my notes. So that was obviously my gut feeling when I did it earlier today. So I'm gonna stick with my gut feeling. I'm gonna ride. I'm gonna give you five seconds. Eagles over Dolphins locked in. This guy's scared, folks. He doesn't want to differentiate picks of me. You got the Eagles too, you motherfucker. Damn right, I did. The battle of Alabama and Georgia, essentially. A lot of Georgia players on the Eagles and a lot of Alabama mixed on both sides. The battle of Alabama quarterbacks and Alabama receivers. Yep. Elon Waddle and Devontae Smith. I was looking at that um, that Alabama roster that year. Um, 17. Th- th- that's the greatest NCAA football roster in the history of NCAA football. Yeah, Paulo uh, quote tweeted it, and he goes, you know, basically, like, this is the best roster, and you look at it, yeah, by far. Just their receiving core alone. You had fucking, was it Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith, uh, Jerry Judy, and who would have been a great receiver, but he's a fucking retard. Henry Ruggs Third. It was. The receiving core was Devontae Smith, Calvin Ridley, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs. Tight end. Calvin Ridley, really, that's who it was. Who did I quarterback, say? Quarterback, Jalen Hurts, Tua, Mac Jones, running backs, Najee, Josh Jacobs, Damian Harris, uh, and Brian Robinson. Uh, defensive lineman Deron Payne, Quinn Williams, Raquan Davis, Badarian Mathis, linebackers Rashad Evans and Trayvon, or uh, defensive backs Trayvon Diggs, Mika Fitzpatrick, Xavier McKinney, and Levi Wallace. Damn right there. That is a stacked roster. It looks like me and Robbie both have the Eagles going over the Dolphins. Do I make this interesting, Robbie? Do I do I pose you in this one? You're not going to post me this one. Let's. You know what? I'll make it interesting. I'll take the Dolphins over the Eagles. I'll switch my pick here. What? Make up your fucking mind, well, bro. I want to make it interesting. You want to have some fun with this? You tell me because okay, you. You know what? No, no, I'm keeping it then. Eagles over Dolphins. I'm keeping it. You fucking. I'm keeping it. The Monday night football game. I hate you. Coming off an embarrassing loss last week to my Cleveland Browns. Dog pound, baby. The San Francisco 49ers. Dog pound, dog pound, dog pound. There's your dog pound, bitch. You're a disgusting human being. 49ers against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I literally have in my notes, 49ers absolutely butt-fucking the Vikings. So I think 49ers are going to destroy them. I don't care if Christian McCaffrey and fucking Debo Samuel are both injured. They're going to destroy this Minnesota Vikings. Horrible defense. Agreed. 49ers. 
And there you go, Robbie. We have done our picks, and you have you've done your talking now. Thank you. I can see um, you painfully swallowing before every time you have to speak. Yeah, it's hard. Um, I'm going to do everything I can to fix this up by Monday. Monday's going to be a big NBA episode. We were supposed to do yeah. the West preview, but like Zach said, I can barely fucking talk. It hurts. So we're going to do the whole NBA on, on Monday. So NBA fans, uh, tune in on Monday on Twitch here, and uh, we'll break down what happened in Week 7. MLB, we'll see if the uh, NLCS comes to a completion, the ALCS, if the Astros could bring it back or if the Rangers close it out. Maybe we'll have some hockey news by then. I, well, I have I have a couple things for hockey before we go. Perfect. Do you, do you need me? Actually, the song didn't work, so. Yeah, you know, we'll get the song go. We'll figure it out this weekend. We'll get the song go for Monday. First of all, Bob, fuck That's you. It. Okay, I'm trying my best, Bob. Okay. Uh, but the hockey news I have here, uh, just a couple things from last season or from uh, this season here. Uh, it looks like the Stanley Cup hangover is no longer a thing because this Vegas Golden Knights team is just picking up right where they left off. Uh, first team to reach four wins a season, still yet to have a defeat. Uh, they are looking strong. Actually, I would like to just see who they have for them in goaltender. You want to talk about how disgusted you are that the Leafs lost to the Blackhawks 4-1? to one? That's a classic Leafs. That's a classic Leafs thing right there. I don't even have like that right there was just something that we should just all expect to happen. The Leafs lose to the shitty teams and they beat the good ones. Mm. I don't know why. It's just what they do. It's just what they do, folks. Uh, but the goalies this year for the Vegas Golden Knights, Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson. So they are going with those two. Okay. So that, I mean, I know they performed very well in the playoffs. I don't know how strongly I'd feel with this goalie tandem being on my squad. They do face the Winnipeg Jets tonight. Uh, another thing, while I'm talking about this, sorry, I'm just going to move right on, actually. V- Vegas Golden Knights, hell of a hockey team. Didn't even have this in my nose, but the Winnipeg Jets. What the fuck is wrong with your fan base? It's disgusting. You guys cried your eyes out as a city for decades that your fucking team left. Oh, my God, we don't have the Winnipeg Jets anymore. So what do they do? They give you the Winnipeg Jets. And for like four or five years, it was great. Then all of a sudden this year for your home opener, you guys have over 4,000 seats go unsold for your home opener. Not to mention, not only is it your home opener, but it's the return of Pierre-Luc Dubois, the player that basically publicly stated how much he hated playing for Winnipeg and wanted to get the fuck out of there. And it's his first game coming back to Winnipeg. And you don't sell the fucking place out to rip this pussy apart. What? What? I don't understand it whatsoever. It it is mind-blowing to me. You Winnipeg Jets fans are literally so shit that within five years, Winnipeg Jets won't even be a hockey team anymore. They might go to Connecticut. The Winnipeg Jets, I almost can guarantee you at this rate, will move before the Arizona Coyotes move if it keeps going at this. So hunker down, Winnipeg Jets fans, because you might not be uh, fans of a hockey team for much longer in Winnipeg. Uh, a couple more surprising teams this year that we need to talk about, Robbie, before we let our fans go here. Seattle, the Seattle Kraken, they were the Cinderella story team last year. Defeated the Colorado Avalanche in the playoffs. Went on a little bit of a run. They have not looked good at all this season. They're still yet to get a win. They're getting bullied by teams out there. I know it's early on, 
but I think our preseason predictions might be coming to already that teams might've figured out this Seattle Kraken team. Um, the lack of a superstar and real like offensive skill talent might be detrimental to the squad this year. And I just think it's going to be a tough ride for Seattle this season. They're not going to be a bottom team, but they're going to be one of those teams that's just going to be on the fringe. And I, I still stand true to my point. I have them out of this playoffs this season. And one last team we have to talk about that's been a little bit surprising this year. And that's that's the Ottawa Senators, Robbie. Mm. I mean, they are a damn good hockey team. Your brother's stepdad knew what he was doing. Well, fuck, just like the not even what he did last, but to the addition of getting Shikran last year in the trade deadline, making the signings they did for the they signed, I think it was Sanderson. They got another guy locked up too. Tarasenko they brought in. They're still looking to sign Shane Pinto to a, an extension, so we'll have to see what happens there. I don't exactly know what the cap situation is looking like. But Ottawa at the moment now, yes, I know it's very early in the season. They are number one in this division. Look at that. Rudy, I mean, it's fucking, you must be hard as a rock right now, Rudy. Oh, shit. Rude Boy Boogie was not Rudy that I thought it was. Rude Boy 59. Unless it's, is it, the, what's going Who's on Des? here? Who's Des? That's Des? We got Des, Rudy, I, I, Rudy, you missed my lines. I, I was giving your lines a big fucking double wrist or two earlier, brother. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Rudy, this sends look legit this year, man. I, I had him missing the playoffs. I had him as the, uh, the team just looking on the outskirts at our preseason, uh, picks. I'm the idiot that had the Buffalo Sabres making it in over them. So right now I look like a dummy because the Sabres look like garbage. Um, I was also, they bring in Patrick Kane. Maybe that could change everything around. I don't know. It could, but Patrick Kane, we're going to see from him this year coming off the surgery, not having a training camp or any sort of time to be even gain chemistry with the team, which is another thing why I'm kind of surprised why he hasn't signed with something yet. You feel like you'd want to get in there. And there's three and, teams I saw that um, someone in hockey was predicting the Wings, the Sabres, and going back to New York to play for the Rangers. Well, I, the, I don't know about the Rangers. But uh, I think right now it definitely would be between the Sabers and the Red Wings. But I, I think the Sabers have a massive favorite. To, like they're, if I was if I was putting a big betting favorite on this one, I'd put it. Uh, I'd give it to the uh, to the Sabers. You know, Robbie, I think I think I've spoken enough. I know you want to get out there and rest that throat of yours. We got a good baseball game here, as Bob has pointed out. One one tie in the bottom of the eighth. I'm sure you folks want to get out there and watch the rest of that. Get your Thursday night football in check. Uh, I know it was a shorter episode tonight, folks, but you know what? We had we had ourselves some fun this hour. You know, we had a good time. All right, I'm Robbie. That's my co-host Zach. And now yeah. we're gonna switch it up on you, motherfuckers. Ooh, how did we like that? Mm-mm-mm. Folks, it's Thirsty Thursdays, baby. Before I go, I'm gonna chug this. Oh, oh wow! Chug a lug a lug, so you no longer chug. Oh, look at that! That's a man. Ah. Echo bird. Anyways, folks, before we go, I want to extend one more happy anniversary, Bob. Fuck yeah, baby! Sports gay fans, we are out. There's only one thing left to say: stay sexy, sports cave. <laughs>